Welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson from Settlement Masters. Today, Bob is going to tell us uh, a little bit about what Acres of Diamonds represents. So good afternoon, Bob. How are you? Afternoon, Eric. I'm terrific. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Me too. Thanks. Um, so where did you come up with the name Acres of Diamonds for this podcast? Well, when you hear the story, you'll be able to see that there is opportunity right beneath your feet. And oftentimes we forget that if we're right in a position to take advantage of an opportunity, we forget to look around us. So the story that I heard many, many years ago, written by Russell Conwell, okay. uh, Russell Conwell was back in the 1800s, uh, and he was, uh, he was the president of the Temple University when he wrote the article, or wrote the story. Uh, he was a lawyer, he was an uh, American businessman, an educator, and ultimately the president of Temple University. And he spoke around the country on what's right next to you that represents opportunity. And regardless of what you're doing in life, oftentimes we walk right by the biggest opportunity available to us on the planet. And the story was just all about an elderly man that owned a very large ranch. And he heard the story, he heard the news about diamonds being discovered in the area. And he decided that he was going to buy the equipment and go off into the areas where diamonds were being discovered and sell his ranch because he no longer wanted a farm. He felt that diamonds would be a faster way to riches. Hmm. So he sold his farm and he went off into the mountains where diamonds were being discovered. And year after year, he ended up with nothing. And finally, he ended up broke. The backstory is this. The guy that bought his farm, his ranch, uh, was one day down by the river, the stream that ran through the river, and he saw something that caught his eye. It sparkled, and he went down in the water, and he grabbed it, and it was a big black rock. He didn't think much about it. He brought back that rock. It was about the size of a baseball, and he brought it home and put it on the mantle of his fireplace, and he forgot about it. And one day he had a friend of his who was a gemologist came over to the house and they were talking about the diamond discovery in parts of South Africa. And he happened to get the light in his eye that just happened to uh, come from that black rock. And he got up and walked over and he says, where did you get this? And the uh, farmer said, uh, well, I got it down by the stream. It was laying there and it caught my eye too, but it's just an old rock, and I thought it was pretty, and I put it up on the mantle. The gemologist said, no, this is not just a black rock. I do believe this is a very rare diamond. So he took the black rock, and he went into his lab, and he cut it, and he found that it was a 15-carat diamond that was obviously worth many millions of dollars at that time. Wow. The farmer went back 
and found many rocks uh, that were in the in the in the stream in the river that represented that black uh, original black rock that he picked up. Uh, long story short, it was the biggest diamond mine discovery. So the farmer that went broke sold the farm that had all the diamonds. Mm. Go figure. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like he just wasn't satisfied with what he already had and, and went to look in, in just different regions, and it could have been right there around him the whole time. You know, it's so funny, Eric. My, my grandfather uh, was in the oil business, and he would buy uh, oil wells that had been shut down. And in the 1950s, he was in Huntington Beach, and there was a whole series of oil wells that had been shut down, and he bought them all, hmm. selling them for almost nothing. But what he did is he hired a, a geologist, and the geologist told him to vertically drill. Don't drill uh, um, horizontally. Drill vertically. And so he drilled down vertically, and just about... 12 feet beneath the level that the previous owner had been drilling, he he hit one of the richest oil wells in Huntington Beach, California. Wow. And ultimately sold the oil well to uh, Signal Hill Oil Company for millions. Again, another story that sometimes right next to us is the opportunity that could be a life changer. Uh, I, you know, I'll have to tell you something else that happened to me many years ago. Uh, I joined the New York Life in 1965, many centuries ago. <laughs> and, hmm. and, and when I was 22, 23 years old, they told me to go out and talk to people on the street. That's how I was to sell life insurance. And, and I did that, and it was horrible. It was just horrible. I, I was embarrassed. I, it was really not doing well. But prior to going into the insurance business, I'd been in the food business. So I decided to go back and talk to the people in the food business, which I knew a lot about because my dad was in the food business and I was in the food business since I was 16. And what happened was uh, people related to me and I related to them and I became very successful in the insurance industry, starting with the food business, uh, starting with the people in the stores and then moving up into management and the owners and so on. Right, but you know, just a shift in thinking about what, you know, what is it that's right there in front of me that I could uh, grab a hold of that is the real opportunity in life. So many people, they go off searching uh, for the next great idea, and they've got it. They already have it. Mm -hmm. They've already learned it. It's right in their own experience. Okay, so as far as the Acres of Diamonds title, obviously that ties into the story, but what does that mean for the podcast itself, the series of of meetings that we're going to have and, and uh, having an audience to listen to them, what, what can they expect? Well, that's a good question. I thought of that story, which I've read many, many times. Russell Conwell is a favorite of mine, uh, simply because, uh, as you know, our settlement company has become nation nationally known, and mm -hmm. we're doing business all over the country in a very different, very unique way. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that I have to do is to teach the advisor that the opportunities are right within their reach. They're not out somewhere else. You don't have to look for these things. They're right within their reach. The 60-year-old has an 80-year-old mom or dad. Mm -hmm. uh, the 50-year-old has an 80- or 90-year-old grandfather. These people have life insurance policies that are 
not functioning that are going to be dropped by the grandparent or the parent. And so the diamonds in that respect are right there, right within their own family, right within their own friends, right within their own clients. They're right there. It's like the farmer that sold his farm and walked away and somebody else comes in and finds the diamonds. Mm -hmm. Well, believe me, if you don't do it, somebody else will. This is a booming industry right now. Yeah, and, and more importantly, if it's if it's somebody who, let's say you're not an advisor and you're listening to this, if you have family members, parents, or grandparents that could fall into this category of uh, an insurance policy either lapsing or or becoming unaffordable, they may not just they may just lose an opportunity to have a, a wonderful little field of diamonds themselves. Eric, you're so right. I have a client that the, the son. Uh, went to his mom and he said, "Mom, you're 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 investing a lot of life insurance, uh, a lot of premiums in life insurance to take care of uh, of me when you pass away. Uh, let's look at the life insurance." He knew about settlements and he knew his mom was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on life insurance premium. Wow! And we looked at the policies and they really weren't going to last as long as she was going to last. So we did what we do in the compliance area to make sure everything was safe. But the long, the, the backstory of this is we settled all the contracts because they they had done good, uh, they had completed great estate planning, and there was no need for additional life insurance. So the money that he got, the son, has been invested in real estate, and it has exceeded in value the of the life insurance. Mm. So. The opportunity, I mean, younger people that hear this podcast should realize that mom and dad, grandfather and grandmother, they're doing all the hard work that they're doing uh, to protect their assets so that they can pass them down, so they can be a legacy. And oftentimes they've, uh, they have life insurance. It's not going to last because of the recent uh, cost of insurance increase and all the things I've talked to you about. So... It's it's an opportunity. It's an acres of diamonds for even the beneficiaries that uh, that are beneficiaries of trusts or of life insurance policies, just to be aware of. Got it. Yeah, and you brought up a great point that I didn't even think about is is when this is settled, that money can then be reinvested into something that's going to do more than what the life insurance policy could have. Absolutely, life insurance is it turns into cash today. And it can be used for the parent's retirement. It can be used for long-term care, uh, or it can be used to gift it directly down from grandparents to uh, the children and grandchildren. I've had more grandparents get great pleasure out of being able to give the down payment uh, to a grandchild uh, for their first home, or a grandparent giving the money for college education. Uh, from life insurance policies that were going to blow up, they were going to mm. die, they were going to lapse. And so it's really an important part of the story, Acres of Diamonds. There are, uh, I call them diamonds because they're there, they're worth value, and, and people need to know about it. Yeah, and so in this story, it sounds to me like you're kind of the geologist. We do kind of what a geologist would do. We take the ore, the policies, and we... We analyze them every way but Sunday. We make sure that the client knows what to do to keep them if possible. We want them to sign off on all of that. 
And then we turn them into gold. We turn them into diamonds. We turn them into something that is worth something instead of a paper that's going to be worth nothing. Uh, it is like a, a finder. A geologist finds value in, 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 a, in a rock and a stone, like in the story that Russell Conwell uh, talked about. So it's a good, a good analogy. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing more about Settlement Master, and I know that um, our audience will get a tremendous value from it. Do you have any closing thoughts for us today, Bob? Well, my, you know, Eric, I, I only know that people are not aware of this issue, and it's, and it's uh, 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 my passion. The reason why I formed this company in 2008 was because I was really realizing as a major producer in the life insurance business, I was really realizing that there was so much left on the table, people that were leaving these things alone and not even discussing them with their advisors, and they were evaporating, they were, they were going away and people didn't know it. Or they were finding out that the premium was going up five times and uh, they can't afford it and they're gonna drop the policy. Mm -hmm. I would say be proactive. Uh, as you would be proactive with your assets if you knew that the market was going to crash. You'd probably tell your investment advisor, I, I, I can't predict the future, but let's get out of the market right now. I'm uneasy. Protect mm -hmm. that. You should protect your life insurance portfolio as an asset. It is an asset class. And you should do it now before you forget because it's easy to forget. Uh, the, the poem I always think about when I talk to people is on the plains of hesitation, bleak the bones of countless millions that on the dawn of victory sat down to wait, and there they died. So hmm. I'll close with that. All right. That's a great poem. Uh, thank you so much, Bob, for your time today. And thank you for listening to today's Acres of Diamond podcast with Bob Larson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.